Hey leaders, if you're looking for that key to unlocking a thriving, energizing, and highly inclusive workplace culture, then listen up, this episode's for you. Crystal DeCuna here, and I am thrilled to welcome you back to the Leaders Listen Up podcast. Hey, if you're joining us for the first time, thank you so much. And if you're back, hey, I'm excited to dive into this content today. I'm your host and your friend, and each week we will equip you with new creative tools and techniques to help you design epic customer and employee experiences, allowing you to drive loyalty, retention, and sales, and deliver award-winning service. My friend, we want you to be the people's champion for your team and for your customers. So listen up and let's dive in. Here's the thing, my friends, diversity, equity, inclusion, they're not just buzzwords. They are the key to unlocking a thriving and inclusive workplace culture. Now, I've been training on this topic for over a decade now, and as a woman of color myself, I've experienced a thing or two when it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusion. However, my friends, over the last three years in particular, uh, you know, now I've had the opportunity to train organizations across the globe uh, with our certification program. And if there's one thing I know for sure is that there's a lot of fear around this particular topic, right? Fear of making mistakes, fear about not getting it right. Um, The fear about maybe getting criticized if you say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing. Uh, I know one person the other day in one of my courses, you know, they were like, I was just asking them, you know, if they're Canadian and they got really upset because they thought that I assumed that they weren't born here. And so, you know, there's microaggressions that start to happen. And and so there's a lot of fear. There's a fear for, uh, you know, people of every every dimension of diversity that they're going to make a mistake. And so, you know, we all know that fear doesn't get us anywhere, right? Um, and so in order to really succeed and, and create these work environments that are cultivating a culture of success and that are thriving and energizing and, and that are inclusive and create a sense of belonging, my friends, we got to feel the fear and do it anyways, yes? Right? And so we got to keep going, my friends. And so in today's episode, uh, we're going to dive into a a couple of practices that I believe will help you move the dime forward. And I've prepared a little tool for you as well uh, that I'm really confident will help you move things forward. And so, hey, if you're one of those people that has that fear um, and that, you know, is a little bit unsure of what to do and how to proceed and, you know, maybe your organization has done a little bit of training, you've done the 30 minute video training and they've checked the box, but you're really not feeling like, um, you know, the, the organization is highly inclusive and that you're feeling like you still have a lot of questions around the topic, then this episode is for you. And uh, I look forward to giving you some good tips on here. So let's jump into the first tip. So number one, we want to be able to foster an inclusive culture. Okay, well, Crystal, what does that mean? We know we need an environment where everybody works together and plays together and is you know happy together. But we have to be able to really embrace the power of diversity by creating this inclusive culture where everyone, no matter what dimension of diversity you are, that you feel valued and respected. So whether you're, you have, um, you know, a physical ability or whether you are, you know, in a wheelchair or have a, a mobility issue or whether you are of a different sexual orientation, uh, regardless of your dimension of diversity, maybe you're in a different socioeconomic class. Regardless of that, my friends, we need to create an environment where everybody has this sense of belonging, right? And so when we talk about diversity, I often say, you know, diversity is like 
uh, getting invited to the dance, right? We can't always see diversity. Sometimes it's visible, sometimes it's invisible. But inclusion is being asked to actually dance. Um, and really, you know, it's great to be invited, but how do I, what if I'm invited and I get just sit there? I want to be invited and actually included, right? And so often to be able to create this sense of belonging in an organization, somebody needs to take that first step. We need those allies to be able to bring us to dance, right? And backing it up a little, if I take a look at equity, how does that invitation to the dance even get delivered? Does it get hand delivered? Does it get delivered in, via email? Does it get delivered? Um, you know, I know when my when my family were having a, a family wedding or something, uh, I get the text message, save the date. My grandmother gets the formal phone call as well as an invitation. Uh, my aunt gets an email. You know, we all get different ways of communicating because we're all used to a different form of communication, right? And so that's what equity is about, making sure that we're giving people the right, um, the right, we're inviting them the right way, the way they need to be invited. And then diversity is making sure we've invited a good amount of, uh, you know, a variety of people to be able to make sure we're creating that inclusive, um, that sense of belonging. We're creating a, a sense of belonging with an inclusive culture by inviting them to dance. All right, I kind of went off on a tangent there, but focusing on that inclusive culture. Hey, there's so much research out there showing that, you know, when you really cultivate a culture of success uh, that that creates this sense of belonging, your organization is going to thrive, my friends, in terms of productivity, profitability, you know, your bottom line is going to see a difference. Not only are you attracting top talent from a variety of different dimensions, but you're also attracting customers, right, that are that are in those dimensions of diversity. So different socioeconomic classes, maybe different uh, sexual orientations, maybe different um abilities or disabilities, you're attracting a diverse uh, company, you're attracting more diverse uh, customers as well. There's a study done by Deloitte, um, and it it highlighted the positive impact that diversity and inclusion has on business performance. Um, And the study went on to say that organizations that really cultivate this inclusive culture, my friends, they are six times more likely to be innovative and agile. And they're eight times more likely to achieve better business outcomes and twice as likely to meet their financial targets. Right? What more do we need? We know that this is going to improve our business results. Can you just imagine if you're, you know, a more innovative organization, right? The goal is to always be forward thinking, but just imagine the competitive edge you're going to have when you're cultivating this culture of success that's inclusive. So I've put together a little document for you that will help you um, with 12 steps to to be really highly inclusive uh, within your organization in the next uh, 12 months. And so I really hope Hope that helps you. Go ahead and click the link wherever it is somewhere here on this video uh, or in the podcast notes, in the show notes, um, and that will really help you uh, to start taking some action. I put all the instructions in there as well, so make sure you go and grab that free download. I made them really actionable, bite-sized, 12 things you can start to do in 12 months. And hey, it's not about perfection. It's about progress, right? It's one step at a time. Even if you do one of 12 of those things, you'll be further ahead tomorrow than you are today. So that's the goal. All right, second tip, I want to focus on education and empowering employees uh, through really diversity and inclusion training programs. Hey, that's what we do. We serve um, the globe now with the power of Zoom. Uh, We serve the globe on really focusing on training and development around diversity, equity, inclusion. My friends, it's a language. 
right? And so we want to be able to make sure that our, our team knows language. I had a great conversation with um, a leader last week and we were diving in. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, my company did the, the training. And this is a leader in a multi multinational there i think they're multi multinational company um he said we did the training we did online training and it was about 30 minutes and i thought oh how can you learn everything there is to know about diversity in 30 minutes right about equity and inclusion and he says yeah we did the training and i and i went on to say oh that's fantastic and i was asking him a couple of questions about knowing the difference between uh target identities and agent identities and understanding the difference between conscious and unconscious biases and what he wasn't realizing is that even in his communication to me he was clearly um, you know, pulling up conscious and unconscious biases that were coming up even in the dialogue. Yet he felt really highly, he felt like he had taken the training and learned about it. And so what we've done is we've designed some trainings that are highly interactive, highly engaging, and really customized for your organization that will allow you to kind of practice uh, what unconscious and conscious biases might come up, uh, what allyship looks like. I mean, it's a solid program, uh, but whether it's our training program or somebody else's, you have to be able to give your team the tools to succeed in this area. And so you really want to make sure that you they know the language. They understand the difference between dimensions of diversity and allyship and, you know, even the acronym, right, 2SLGBTQ+. They, they need to understand the acronym and all the flags out there. And we're not going to learn everything in a day, right? There's so much to learn when it comes to this topic. And quite frankly, I don't know that we'll ever be completely done learning about it, but you want to be able to make sure that you're getting ahead. You're you're getting on board. I wouldn't even say a head start. We're definitely behind the eight ball, um, but we want to be able to make sure that um, that they have the language. There was a report um, that Forbes issued not too long ago that talked about companies that have diversity and, and inclusion and equity training programs. They have a 15% increase in employee engagement because people feel a sense of belonging. And here's the thing, a 20% reduction in discrimination claims. Yeah, discrimination claims. My friends, they're happening all over the place. Just because it hasn't happened to you doesn't mean it hasn't happened yet or it won't happen yet right? People are not feeling uh, included. They're not feeling like their organizations are connected. People are leaving people, not organizations, right? And so the people within the organization make up that feeling, right? And we want to make sure that we're giving everybody those tools. So promoting this um, awareness of training and development options and giving your team options. There's some fantastic government grants out there that will help uh, in Canada specifically that will help you to get your team educated uh, on skills like this. But we want to be able to, to get them educated so that they can start to really create that empathetic work environment, right? They can have empathy to, you know, somebody might need a, a mental health day. And so, you know, it was very faux pas or very, there was a high stigma around it years ago. Well, now it's it's something that we all know we need. We all need it. Um, and so, you know, that we got to start removing some of those stigmas and we have to start making sure that the environment feels empathetic is what I'm saying. You know, there used to be a time where there was a stigma around taking a mental health day. Well, in today's day, you know, there can't be a stigma around that. That is something that we all need every now and then. And so an organization that supports that and has that high level of empathy will allow you to really foster um, a harmonious and a productive work environment. All right, let's dive into our final tip 
Uh, and this centers around diverse hiring practices, right? We want to be able to implement those diverse hiring practices. Now, we all know um, that we should be more diverse in our hiring practices. I'm, I'm This group of leaders that's listening to this today, uh, you've been with me for a while, you know my passion for this, and, and we know that we need to be able to, um, you know, really open things up. But I want to give you some things in particular. We want to be able to actively seek out diverse talent, my friends, by implementing unbiased hiring practices. We want to encourage diverse candidate pools and we want to employ um, that whole idea of like a blind resume screening, right? There's actually a study done by McKinsey Company and and it talked about gender diverse companies and that they're 15% more likely to outperform their industry medium. It also talked about um, ethically diverse companies Right? If you're ethically diverse, you're 35% more likely to outperform your, um, your, your competitors. Here's the thing. When we start to embrace diversity, it not only enhances creativity and problem solving, but my friends, it attracts top talent. Like talent that you are looking for will be attracted to you so you don't have to go out and find it. They will come to you. They are looking to belong in an organization that appreciates them, values them, and respects them. The other thing when it comes to uh, hiring practices is I encourage you to look outside the box. So we're so used to, you know, going on Indeed and going to LinkedIn and all the the typical places which I support and are great. But you got to get a little creative. You also have to go to environments that you might not have typically gone to. Uh, Great resources, you know, different types of Facebook groups that might be more uh, diverse or even start making it a part of your practice within the organization uh, for your team members to start getting out in the community in more diverse groups, uh, learning more about other cultures and religions and sexual orientations. And as you start to engage your organization in these other community groups, you'll you'll open up a new pool of people that you'll start to be able to connect with, right? If we're going to the same place where I've always gone, we will get the same talent we've always gotten, right? If we want to be able to create an inclusive environment and get rich and, and, and really uh, foster this environment of a rich, inclusive culture, and we got to go and do things we've never done before. And so, you know, challenge yourself, challenge your team uh, to really engage in your community, engage in other organizations where you might be able to attract a little bit more of a diverse talent pool uh, to be able to interview, right? And and again, at the end of the day, we're going to hire the best person for the job, but we want to make sure that everybody has an equal opportunity to be able to, you know, interview for the job at least, right? All right, my friends, I'm confident that these tips will help you move the dime forward. Hey, whether you're an organization that has already started to implement a lot of diversity, equity, and inclusion principles, or maybe you're an organization where you're the one that knows that there's a need for change, uh, but other people in your organization are like, oh, we don't have that as a problem, right? I've, I've, I've seen that. I hear it all the time. Um, and so regardless of where you are in your journey, Um, I hope today's episode helps, but I really want to make sure that you download that tool because the tool will really help you to start having conversations with other people in your organization uh, about, you know, what are these 12 things that you can start to do within the next 12 months so that you can really measure what success looks like now and what success in in really moving the dime forward on this topic uh, will look like in 12 months. All right, a diverse and inclusive workplace, my friends, brings numerous, numerous tangible benefits. More than anything, though, it fosters innovation um, and it gives you diverse perspectives and it leads you to 
fresh new ideas and solutions to challenges that you might have, right? Enhances that employee engagement. And as an individual, you'll start to feel a sense of belonging and empowerment and the ability to really contribute to your culture. And, you know, it, it allows people to highlight their unique skills and their unique talents. It attracts top talent. I mean, I can go on. There's an immense amount of benefits when you're able to create a workplace culture that's inclusive. It's almost the magic wand to all your problems. In my mind, it's the magic wand to really a lot of business challenges. All right, so that's all for today's episode, leaders. Thank you so much. I hope you found these tips helpful and insightful. Remember, embracing diversity, equity, inclusion is not just for the sake of an organization's success, but it's also for the betterment of society as a whole and to help you feel a sense of belonging within your organization. Hey, leader, if you like this episode, be sure to subscribe and make sure to share it with your colleagues, your coworkers, your friends, your family. Share the word when it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusion. It is a topic that will help to really uh, shape the world we live in today. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Leaders Listen Up podcast. I'm Crystal DeCuna, and I can't wait to see you next time. Go out and ignite your leaders, excite your employees, and delight your customers, my friends. <laughs>